I'm up against people that have, you know, been born and bred here. They've done it for a very long time. But luckily, I always believed in my ability and just failing wasn't an option. And I think if you've got that mindset, then, you know, you are going to make it. You've got to believe in yourself and then everyone else around you will start believing in you. You're listening to Elevate, the official podcast of Elite Agent for real estate industry sales professionals, property managers and leaders. We are proud to present Courageous Conversations, a podcast series focusing on the tough decisions people have made to put themselves on a pathway to success. This episode is brought to you by Connect Now, who makes the business of moving easier for both you and your clients. For more information, visit connectnow.com.au. Please welcome your host, Leanne Pilkington. Hey everyone, Leanne Pilkington here for the latest edition of Courageous Conversations. And with me, I've got Louise Barton from Richardson and Wrench in North Sydney. Hey Louise, how are you? Hi Leanne, thank you for having me on. Absolute pleasure. I hear you're just back from the UK. I am, yeah, I arrived back on Friday. I was away for three and a half weeks and it was the most amazing trip. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm so COVID, jealous. COVID, I know, honestly, it's been years. So COVID stopped the trips back home. So it was fantastic. Lots of time with friends and family. So yeah. it was lovely. Oh, that's really nice. Well done. Um, so you were actually, how long have you lived in Australia? So it'll be five years in July. Okay. And you were a successful real estate agent in Scotland. Yes. And came to Australia thinking you'd be able to fall into your dream job, but it wasn't quite that easy, was it? No, no, it definitely wasn't. I, like I said, I think I was very naive when I booked my ticket to Sydney. I'd, I'd never been to Sydney before, but I wanted to give it a crack. And I came over with one suitcase. Um, I so thought, hold on a minute. You've never <laughs> been to Sydney before, but no. you decided to move over here. So was it always going to be a permanent move or it was just a bit of a wait and see? It was more of a wait and see. Yeah, like I said, I didn't actually even have, it's, it was brought up actually when I was back in Scotland before the girls said, we didn't even throw you a going away party. We didn't really celebrate the fact you were moving to Sydney because I honestly thought, well, I could be back in two weeks time. You know, let's just see how we go. And then five years later, here I am, you know, a permanent resident and roots definitely set in Sydney. So, wow. Wow. Oh gosh, there's so many, so many questions I've got for you, but <laughs> let's just stick to the real estate piece first. Um, based on my own Lang and Simmons um, people, uh, the sales, the, the business owners are always telling me that they're looking for good agents. They're looking for experienced agents. So I would have assumed it would be relatively easy for you to find something in Sydney, but that, that isn't the way it happened, right? It's definitely not the way it happened. So look, when I first came over, I was on a working holiday visa. Um, a working holiday visa comes with a lot of restrictions. The major restriction being that you can only stay with a certain employer for a six-month period. Now, as we know, when you move into an office, there's a lot of training involved. No matter how much experience someone has, you're learning a new um, area. You're learning how that um, company goes about their business. There's lots of training, lots of money involved with training a new person. So I understand that there wasn't many people that wanted to invest that time and money in someone that could only stay for a six-month period. However, you found someone who was going to help you with your visa? Uh, well, so I didn't initially, so I'm at Richardson and Wrench, North Sydney now, but I didn't start off with Richardson and Wrench. Okay. Um, I actually, so I was temping for a while while I found my feet yeah. um, and I missed, I, I was actually temping in recruitment 
And everyone kept saying to me, you should just move into recruitment. It's the same as sales. It's the same as real estate, you know, not back in recruitment, but I absolutely adore real estate and it was not the same. Yeah. Uh, but it, So I ended up um, finding a position in the city. It was a Sydney CBD office. Um, they were fantastic, but it was actually an initial job as an associate. So I actually came from being a standalone agent to then moving to Sydney and then almost having to restart all over again and become an associate. Is real estate very different in Scotland? No, so the legal side of things, so some processes are different. So let's be honest, I mean, you're using people skills. You're using that natural ability to negotiate and, you know, work with people. And that's all the same. You know, you can, you know, if you can hold that conversation and you do have those people skills exactly the same, some of the sales process is different, but, you know, much and such the same. We don't auction. So we don't auction property at all. I remember my first auction um process it was very scary uh, but we did sell it but um far that it's the same it's the same yeah. yeah yeah okay and so you were a sales associate in the cbd cbd yeah so that was very different so great office very boutique cbd was the only area we covered um like at the time i have to admit you know i was kind of thinking why do i have to be an associate i've just come from being a standalone agent but do you know, at the end of the day, I learned a lot. The team was fantastic. We're very boutique. I love the CBD. But what I started to find was that it's quite transactional, the city. Um, yes. you're, I was used to dealing with so many walks of life, you know, downsizers, upsizers, you know, helping with first time buyers um, and very much investor heavy. Um, I was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to go for my permanent residency just for personal factors. So... I went for my permanent residency. It just all aligned that it was probably time to move on. There wasn't much room for growth where I was. It was very boutique. Um, yes. So I left on very good terms. And I actually left and decided to temp while I really took my time. I think I spent around eight to nine months um, meeting with so many different agencies. And for the oh, first Talk to me about that. So were you yeah. basically like interviewing? You were interviewing the agencies about the yeah. one where you wanted to be? It was really strange because it almost turned on its head. I was suddenly in this, I was on a bridging visa for my permanent residency, but I finally had a little bit of power back on my side that <laughs> I didn't have this restriction around how long I could stay at an agency. I could actually, you know, I, I could sell myself more. Like I always trusted in my ability, but it was hard to sell someone that can only stay somewhere for six months. So I was in a completely different position and I made sure that I really took my time. I, I just, like I said, I decided to temp just so I could be, you know, yeah. honest and just, you know, if I had an interview that afternoon, I could take the time off to go and interview. Um, and I did, I met with every, I don't think I actually met with Lane and Simmons, but I met with lots of different agencies. And so what were you looking for? What, what kind of questions did you ask and what were you really looking for? I think somewhere culture has always been really important to me. I don't think if there's anyone that works within the industry that would say that money's not important because, you know, money makes the world go round is important, but there's also many different factors that are important. I'd left, I would have, I don't think I would have ever left the agency in Scotland if it wasn't for moving to the other side of the world. And we had a great culture. It was very family-like and I don't want to ever find myself in a shark pit um I find that the way I work and I've never changed the way that I carry out business from Scotland to Sydney there's there's just 
culture is very important and I want to make sure that the people you're working with day in and day out you know have the same vision as yourself and no one's there to you know backstab and you know it can be hard to find that um in real estate because it because of the way we get paid right exactly yeah it's very competitive and and our paycheck relies upon us getting the deal rather than somebody else in the team so yeah that's not that easy to find it's not that easy to find and like I just wanted to because the thing is with myself is that like I do I'll say both in work and personal circumstances I'm extremely loyal as a person and I never wanted to be someone which I know can be an issue within the industry kind of hopping around yes. from office to office to office that's not what I wanted so I, that's why I really did take my time and I was careful in choosing the office because where I work you know, it takes a long time to build a name in a certain area as well. And I just wanted to make sure that I was comfortable that whoever I, you know, chose to go with, I was happy to stay there for, you know, X amount of years onwards. So I was quite selective and I met with so many great agencies and mostly over the East, because I actually do live and always have lived in the Eastern suburbs. Um, and I just somehow ended up working in the north that wasn't really on my radar but you know Richardson and Wrench we met and it it just seemed to be the right fit I go a lot on my gut you know my even I was meeting with some great agencies and got the offers but my gut just told me it just wasn't right no other reason I do trust my gut and um, it's got me this far and yeah there was something about this office that just it felt like it was the right fit and so how long have you been with them now it'll be three years in September and can I ask what kind of numbers you're writing? When I first started with the company, this is why it blows my own mind because I was looking for a sales position and people were offering me sales positions. I actually started with this company in the new business department. To this day, I don't know why I took the job because I wasn't looking for a new business role. But again, trust the process, trust my gut. So I started off at, in the new business team to which my director you know, approached me however long after and said, no, we need you back into the, in the sales team. Yep. Um, so I started in the sales team as a standalone agent in August, 2020. Wow. That August to December period, I just consider, you know, I was finding my feet again. I was doing, you know, I was selling some property, but I really got into my stride in January, 21. Okay. When January 21 to December, 21 really just solidified everything that I've been working hard over the last few years to create I was starting to see it come off um, in 2021 I do have it here I made 738,000 um, GCI wow that was my first year yeah first year um, and that was majority on my own before I got my amazing associate Jade but a lot of that was by myself and like I, I that's when everything changed for me in that Fantastic. year. And how's 2022 going for you? Oh 2022 I mean it's fantastic I think we're, we're doing well um, I mean there's no question about it we've seen a change in the market yeah. Um, but we're doing what we always do and just, you know, head down, staying in our own lane and pushing hard. And we're still we're still seeing consistent numbers. I think there was a bit of adjustment at the start of the year, you know, adjustment with how we're talking to our clients, setting that expectation with clients. You know, we're just we're all, I think, um, becoming used to the new norm once again, because let's face it, the market has changed. But now we're back in our stride and yeah, we're still doing well. So I'm happy with what we're achieving so far. People still need to um, buy and sell property. So I think um, 
We do, uh, we too tend to listen to the media a little bit too much in this industry. I think so. Well, I've actually told a certain client to stop watching the news until we sell their property. So just yeah. turn off the news, please. Just turn off the news. They kept on quoting things they were, you know, listening to. And I said, please just do me, you know, a favor and turn off the news. Yeah. You know, because they, it, their job is to create this pandemonium you know around wherever they're totally. and yeah there's no two ways about it the market's pulled back but properties are still selling um it's just all about how we approach the campaigns and that's i think that's what good agents you know they you can move with the ever-changing market you know it's not you know anyone can sell in a boom market and it's you know that makes our job easy but what i've said to my team is that when we're in a market like this this is where you actually really learn your skill set this is what carves out a good agent um you know learning to have those difficult conversations and you know making sure that you know that you're still providing that same client experience although we are in a different market and properties aren't just flying off the shelves um but yeah, look, we're, we're, we're doing well. I'm happy with what we're doing so far. That's good. It's, yeah, the markets like this is when the agent actually proves their value. I think so. And I think it's all about, yeah, it's, it wasn't the best market when I started in the CBD, to be honest. So I've seen that slower market before. And yeah. Well, the CBD really suffered during COVID, whereas the rest of the country seemed to um, go through the roof, right? The CBD uh, was, not, it was not the case at all. No, it wasn't great. It wasn't great at all. But look we're we're still listing we're still selling like I said I was just in the UK there for just shy of a month three and a half weeks and we we've had a great month so we're coming out of another good month so um that's obviously due to the fact that I've got a great team also here in Sydney but with zoom and you know with phones and you can do anything now from wherever you are in the world doesn't matter where you are absolutely it must not have been that easy for you, though, to be. Did you have any friends or family in Sydney? No. So, and I feel like. Well, you just saw the Harbour Bridge and Opera House and thought it'd be a nice place to live. No, to be honest, I, I, I moved over here for one thing only, and that's my job. Like, there's nothing more in this world that I take more seriously than my real estate career. And, you know, I just felt like I needed more. I was restless. Yes, I was doing well in Scotland, but I wanted more. And of course, as we know, Sydney is one of the best markets in the world, I believe, to be working in. And if you can make it in the Sydney market, I believe, you know, there's no agent, I feel like, in the Sydney market that isn't very good at what they do. Because we're working in an extremely competitive market. Um, I'm not going to, I was weighing up New York and Sydney. I was going to ask you why not New York. I'm I know I was weighing it up. I was weighing up, but no, like Sydney. Um, like I just wanted to give it a go. So I never moved here and did the whole traveler experience. And you know, I I came here for one thing only, and that was to you know better myself in a career that I love. And you know, it took some time to get there. It wasn't an easy process, but I think I appreciate it more now, having to fight for it, having to restart all over again. It's a really frightening thing to do I would have thought for a lot of people yeah I know I guess so yeah it is and this is a everything's feeling really fresh for me now talking about friends and family because I've just left them you know I've just left and you know my best friends in Scotland have been my best friends since school and they'll never be replaceable you know um and my mum we're we're best friends you know me and my mum um and but I mean I guess like that's the sacrifice I make to be here and um, working in an industry that really, you know, 
I do adore it and I love what I do and unfortunately I just couldn't I couldn't do what I'm doing now in Scotland. You just didn't think you had the grow. Yeah, you just couldn't grow. No, I couldn't. I mean, I guess where I got to, it would have been a case of the next step was to open my own office. But I just don't. It's not in my personality to be live where I was born and grow old where I was born. I I I, I get restless. Like I always want more. Yeah. And I I needed more. And I couldn't just kind of, I don't just plod along. Um, and I mean, I, it does seem a bit extreme to move to the other side of the world, but I just, <laughs> I guess that's my personality. Um, but I just like, I wanted to move, I wanted to move somewhere where I would challenge myself. I, you know, I do believe in my ability and do think I'm good at what I do. Um, and I, I just, I had people that did doubt me when I moved to Sydney you know people I thought I actually was quite close to um in the real estate space you know there was talks of she'll be back and you know she'll be back here tail between her legs and you're like I'm happy to well people it. like to project their own judgments onto others don't they yeah, and yeah like- especially small town I feel I think like, anyone I speak to from a small town it's like you know who do they think they are you know, moving, you know, across the other side of the world to do this, and she thinks she's going to be a million dollar agent. Luckily, majority of people around me were very, very positive. But that just drives me more because there was there was a very high chance that I was going to move over here and it it might not have worked. You know, it's a very competitive industry. I'm up against, especially in the lower North Shore, I'm up against people that have, you know, been born and bred here. They've done it for a very long time. But luckily I always believed in my ability and just failing wasn't an option and I think if you've got that mindset then you know you're you are going to make it you've got to believe in yourself and then everyone else around you will start believing in you so I feel like you know even when I did move over and there's not many people that did believe in me I always believed in myself yeah and that's the most important thing right is to have that self-belief where do you think that self-belief comes from uh, like I was born and raised by the strongest women I know so she you know she was it was just me and my brother and my mum so that strong mindset definitely came from her um and I've you know she definitely my mum 100% created who I am today so nice. yeah you'll have to send her a copy of this podcast oh yeah she'll be listening to it don't worry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she'll definitely um, and so what does the future hold what um you know you're obviously very ambitious what's um what does the future hold for you oh like I I want to just I want to grow our team like I really want to see like there's nothing I love more so my associate Jade just seeing her growth was just amazing for me and Jade came into the industry fresh with no experience and I just want to I want to see more people joining my team that are fresh to the industry that do need that chance because I find so many doors were closed on me so that's what this that's what I want to achieve this year I want to grow the team um, I really want to fine tune everything we're doing. We are in a tricky market. I just want to focus on making sure that as we're growing the team, we're still providing that same level of um, customer service, which is really important to me. Um, we're definitely not working off a transactional model. We're working off a quality model. Um, and we are really looking to crack into that North Sydney prestige market as well. That's a personal goal of mine for this year. And so how are you going to go about that? Well, like we're, we're doing pretty well. We've sold some quite high profile houses so far this year. Um, 
it's not the I mean we do we work in North Sydney there's very much an apartment driven market which you know happy to remain you know in the apartment space however when we're looking at the prestige side of things um there's some clients that I've been trying to um get on board for a while and it's just all about the it's just that level of care that I believe is expected in the prestige side of things and we like I said we have sold some great properties so far and it's all about leverage leveraging off that sale you know once we get the one down we're very good at breeding business from business yeah I very much work we make sure that we very much look after anyone that we work with so um we can you know um breed business from that sale and that's something that I've always been very good at doing because we do look after our clients like I said we don't work off a transactional you know you're more than just a sale to us so with that word of mouth um we find that we do tend to most listings that we sell we tend to get another listing off that listing nice. so that's so farming I mean, touch wood but we're very good at that so with the listings that we've already sold more in that prestige space we're working very hard to then create a pipeline off of that yeah but it's hard it's hard to crack but i think that's a process so it's more about being selective with what we um take on this year that i mean I work with Tom Panos and he always says, list what sells, list what sells, which I mean, it's very good. Yes, list what sells. But, um, you know, the market is tight out there, but we are trying to just be select any choice that I make this year. I'm trying to make a choice that will benefit the, the business, the team. So it, I guess it's more about being selective with what we're listing, you know, making sure that, you know, we are working with a motivated vendor that they do want to see the property sold um, and that there is a market there for the property as well. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Mm. Um, do you use social media? I would say the team's fantastic with our Instagrams. Yeah, we, we, we push Instagram a lot. We're on Facebook, but I guess our main presence is Instagram. Um, I think we're pretty good at it as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just back from Eric. Um, yeah, I know. And, I've um, never got to Eric. Haven't I can't you? believe it. I just know. I've never got there. So it was can was it last year? It was cancelled. Or because no, of, it was on last year. But, on um, last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was on last year. No, I've um, never been able to go. So I think the year before it was cancelled. Something was on last year. Uh, talk to Tommy Panos. Get him to get you on stage. I know. I'm going to have to speak to Tom. Absolutely. He's the man. He is the man. He can make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but there was one of the guys on stage that was spending a million dollars on faith, um, on social media. Um, wow. Half of it was funded, and half of it was um, half of it was you know his business actually paying for it. They write very big numbers, but he reckons three three quarters of his listings are coming to him via social. What would you do? You have any idea of what sort of percentage you you'd be getting? So I wouldn't, so I, to be honest, it's more about our brand and brand awareness. I think our social media is very good for brand awareness. Like yes. I had someone talk to a member of my team and said, Team Barton is it, it's very, I can't remember the wording she said now. She said, it's very basically cool. And I can't remember what she said, but it was a really nice compliment. But actually in terms of being called and coming to listing presentation, it's only happened the once. So I had someone call me once and say, oh, someone actually showed me your social media. Um, can you come in and appraise our property? Yeah, okay. yeah, but what I do think we're good at is the brand, creating the brand and that brand awareness on social media. And what I do tend to find is when we list a property, that's when the client follows me. Um, 
I've got a lot of my current clients on my social media. Um, yeah, I do. I know there's people out there that you can work with that actually tend to push you out more and is very good at creating the listings. But as it stands at the moment, we're more working off the, you know, your prospect. Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, I, I do think that um, social media is a great brand support though. Oh, definitely, yeah, sure. definitely. I can't remember what that lady said now, but it was a, it was a great compliment. And, yeah. you know, I know that, you know, we are very good at getting the brand out there and brand awareness. Um, but yeah, in terms of actually getting listings from it, nothing as not yet. So, yeah, not, not so much yet. I'm sure that will change over time though. Um, well, thank you so much for taking the time to, to talk to me. I really appreciate it. It's lovely to have a chat and get to hear more about your story. And um, I have no doubt that you will continue to go from strength to strength. But as long as you decide to stay in Sydney, Oh, no, I'm a permanent, I'm in the middle of going for my citizenship, so I'm not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> you are here to stay. Well, that's I'm here to stay. <laughs> Fantastic. So, um, so, yeah, thank you so much. It's really been lovely chatting. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Courageous Conversations with thanks to connectnow.com.au. Don't forget to get access to all of Elite Agency's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast. Visit joineliteagent.com.